Hello and welcome to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. Conversations with inspiring business people throughout the three counties of Herefordshire, Worcestershire and Gloucestershire. And now it's time for today's episode. I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, hello and welcome to the Thriving Three Counties podcast. I'm Dan Barker and I'm here in the studio with today's guest. He's a business development expert with a long and varied uh, and very interesting background in creative industries and all sorts of things that we're going to hear about. His name is Neil Edwards. How are you doing, Neil? Oh, hi. Good morning, Dan. How are you? Yeah, thanks, yeah. thanks for inviting me in. No worries. Thanks for coming in, mate. It's, uh, it's good to see you. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the first time we met, 2018? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I came up to see you in Worcester through LinkedIn, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember you, you came in and described your, you know, where you, what you'd been up to and what you've been doing. And I think at the time it was, uh, we, we were looking to uh, do some photography work uh, for a marketing agency. Yeah. Um, and it was, you, you came in to introduce yourself and I was very impressed by your portfolio. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. And we've, uh, we've just kept in touch uh, ever since, which has been good, but hadn't actually managed to meet up. Um, not, the last, not the last few years. Yeah. Crazy, um, isn't it? LinkedIn. I think that's probably, <laughs> probably the platform of choice for us. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, so cool. Before we get started, um, people can find you at your website at ideabase. .co.uk. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and uh, as you said, you're you're good on LinkedIn. Or the traditional telephone. Oh, the old telephone. Yeah, yeah, dog yeah. And bone. Well, would you like to give out your number on the uh, uh, podcast? No, 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 that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, they can contact you through your website and and pick up the phone and give you a call. Yeah, because you're a, you're a good phone user as well. Yeah, I'd say. heavy phone user. I would heavy say. phone user. The phone the phone's hot and heavy. Cool. Right. Um, all right. Let's find out a bit more about you then, because I think you, you grew up around Swindon way, did you? Yeah, actually in Oxfordshire, uh, a little okay. place called Farringdon. Okay. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's where I grew up. And many many a mem- happy memory. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. In the lanes and the fields. Yeah. Okay. Countryside. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, uh, and that's where where I actually started my my first business. Okay, okay. Was that sort of quite young? Were you straight out of school sort of thing? Or what, what did you do? Uh, went off to art college. Yeah. Um, I think it, it, at the time it was an architect or a graphic design, graphic designer. Um, okay. Academically, and I suppose financially, the architectural route was is, is quite a tough route. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously looked at my grades and yeah, w- went off and studied graphic design. Okay. Where was that? Just at Swindon Art College. Okay. Locally. Um, yeah. 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 Let, let's not mention Swindon too much on this. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah. And then, then went off and worked in advertising. Work, okay. Worked in, worked, um, sort of started off in a sort of a, a local, um, at the time was over in Newbury. Um, yeah, got landed my first job. Um, as a junior designer, um, yeah. Luckily, a chap called Joel Francis gave me a gave me an opportunity, um, and I worked with him for a couple of years. And I basically picked up good old fashioned print and um, design services. Right. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, and then the, the, then obviously at that time, digital as we call it, also so web design, etc. That was yeah. coming to the coming to the fore. Yeah. Um, and I jumped ship and went off to hone my digital design skills. Okay, well, at a different company or... Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
yeah, no, they they were actually um, really on on a growth period. Mm-hmm. So um, their actual initial business was around sort of presentations, PowerPoint presentations. Um, but they they managed to pick up some good accounts along the way, right. um, and uh, yeah, the business was the business was acquired by a bigger team player. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that's where I learned the craft of of web design. Okay, all right. And then at one point you uh, sort of decided to go freelance or start your own yeah, business. Yeah, I think my I was looking back at it, I was quite naive. Right. Okay. Because as, as a creative, you're sat in a studio and, and these projects just come through the door mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you work on them and, you, yeah. you know, you do your bit, you know, whether you're creating a, creating a, a landing page, a marketing campaign, you, you know, and you work with your team. Um, but being a, working in a team and in a creative environment, it's interesting. It's, it's it's got to have that right dynamic and that right feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, a natural progression for me was to, was to, and actually thinking, thinking back at it since gosh, mid two thousands, I've been working remotely anyway. Mm-hmm. So I was, right. you know, I was answering briefs from agencies in America and I was answering creative briefs for helping agencies who didn't have that kind of skill set in house at the time because digital was still very young. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I've always been used to working remotely, as it were. Yeah. Um, and it was answering, you know, going back just to answering your question, it was kind of that, well, I think I could just do this myself. Right, yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, that was probably a bit naive because yeah. actually the creative part is quite a small part of running that particular business, as no doubt you're aware. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you've got the, the client management, you've got the actual scoping of the project, you've got the quoting, you've actually got finding the work in the first place. Mm. That is the, or those elements are the challenging part to actually running a business. Oh, and getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. when you start working with bigger, in this instance, it was marketing, advertising agencies, you know, you're, you're, the payment of actually keeping this business real um, is getting that money land, you know? Yeah, Because um, yeah. ultimately that's why we all do what we do. Yeah. Um, well, we couldn't do it without the money, that's the thing, isn't well, it, it? It, it? Even if, you know, might not be your prime motivator but you can't keep the business going and live without it so it's like uh, exactly although some clients think you can (laughs) um so yeah so yeah so off 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 we went and you know i met met various freelancers along the way and we 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 created a a relatively small well yes a small company but we focused on websites and e-commerce stores and digital and it was it was at a point where um the, the websites were changing. So it was going from kind of static sites to content managed sites. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's my first, I suppose, experience of running a proper business with with paid employees. Okay, um, so but you started out presumably on your own, did you, to start with? or? Uh... Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then, then a, a, a chat, a, a lovely little, little bar and conversion. Um, 
the lad sort of came in one day and sort of said he was a coder and I needed a coder and that's where we kicked things off. Oh, right, um, okay. How long, how long had you been working for yourself by the time you know, brought in that? Two, two years, but yeah. he, we came in and we, you know, at the time again, we kind of sort of shared the, the partnership. I was a creative, he was a technical. Okay, um, yeah. And we, we, we just picked up some work. But I, I'd call it, a, at that point, this was a hobby. Yeah. This wasn't a business. <laughs> right, this okay. wasn't a business as as I now know a business to be. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was all again naivety. Um, but actually, where I am today, the skills that I actually learnt in that business has enabled me to question and be inquisitive, like we were discussing earlier about how do these businesses grow? What elements make for a strong brand? Mm-hmm. what services do people want and how, how do you how do you create a pricing model how do you create marketing that talks to people and bearing in mind LinkedIn at this point was very very young yeah um, so so again I had to pick the phone up mm-hmm. right no one else in the room wanted to pick the phone up right okay. um, I, 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 I had I had had a couple of people say that they would pick the phone up but I couldn't really ever have any evidence that, that they were consistently picking up photo. And it's a tiring exercise to actually okay. do that. And I think a lot of companies now, they want leads, they want business to arrive, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and actually it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lengthy process. But the, one of the things I would say that, that helps is, is a good marketing message mm-hmm. to back you up when you're doing that. Right, okay. Um, yeah, and again, yeah. it's all these, it's like a big jigsaw, right? Yeah. All these pieces are now getting put into place Yeah. to enable me to now see and reverse engineer. <laughs> um, I've got a, got a chap that I work with now and he talks a lot about reverse engineering. Okay, So you, yeah. you, you go to where you want to be and then you work uh, backwards. Okay, yeah, yeah. See how to get there. Okay, so... Um, Okay, so when you talk about picking up the phone, you know, in those early days when you're, I don't know, early 20s, I suppose, um, that's obviously to to try and get some business in, I guess. Yeah. Are those sort of like, you know, like cold calls? Are you building relationships? I mean, and and how did you know what to do at that stage when you first first went in? And, you know, there's that first day where you're like, I'm freelance now. Yeah. (laughs) What did you do? Well... I think at the time, to, so to start with, I had an agent. I had a really good agent, and they've they've gone off. They work for quite a big player, but they've gone off to set their own business up in the Midlands now. Okay. And she, she, you know, she was really, really good in, in terms of that whole process. And just the, back then, you know, the, the the phone just rang right. at that particular point. For it was only until you get into actually running this as a business, yeah, where you no longer People either want you to be a freelancer so they can kind of work with you. Um, but actually, when you have staff, you, you have to have a consistent flow of work coming in. So again, to answer your call, to answer your um, question, it's around consistency, right? Mm-hmm. It's around setting yourself a plan, which I, I had no plan. <laughs> so, um, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy to, to, to share that now. And it's actually the biggest thing that I could say that I... You know, I, I suppose I would learn. I've learned since that. It's it's consistency, and it's um, 
you've got to speak to people more than once. Mm-hmm. You know, I was naive because I probably would ring them up and I would assume on the first call they'd want to do business. Right, they'd okay. want to, yeah. they'd want to listen to you. They'd want to understand. And some people did. So I, you know, I had a, I, I, I had a very, and I would say I had a very, very easy run. Mm-hmm. But actually, it was a case of picking the phone up. People wanted that service at that point in time. Is that, is that because they've come to you through the agent that you had at that time, or is this like literally you picking up the phone? No, this was me and... picking up the phone in my okay. own right as an organisation. I'm interested in that because I think that's something I haven't been very good at, is like picking up the phone and I've sort of gone down this, you know, sort of slow relationship building type approach, which sometimes frustrates me and I think I need to go and pick up the phone and do yeah. stuff. So what can you just talk me through like at the beginning there, you know, when you had to start doing that? You know, who were you picking up the phone to? Were you just kind of looking up those yellow pages? But back then, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much, it was kind yeah. of looking at organisations who I felt either had a, had a weak web presence. Yeah. At that time, because it was the web, or, or, or I suppose in a, in a brand in a bigger picture design, it was like looking at the papers and kind of seeing that. Oh, okay, so this company here, they've gained investment. Mm. Oh, okay, so they've gained investment. What are they trying to launch? What products are they putting out in the market? Is there a way I could speak to them about that, or speak to the marketing person, or, okay. or and, you know, without even talking so much about what I was going to be delivering? It was kind of like seeing if they had a requirement, and okay. that requirement gathering, requirement guessing—I'm going to call it back then—is yeah. not today. It's more about creating a long-term relationship that, in two, three years, will lead to a piece of work. Mm-hmm. And but back again, back then, content marketing wasn't probably even heard of. You know, we people did have blogs and did send the odd email. Yeah. Um, but one thing that obviously links those two is the fact that it's to do with the amount of times I have spoken to people and they said, "Oh, you know, I've sent one email. I yeah. didn't respond." Yeah. And I've, I've been. I've, I'm, I'm a. I'm a complete. Um, that was me. Yeah. I'd yeah. send an email to someone <laughs> and then not bother them again. Yeah, yeah. But actually, I think it takes probably 10 or 11, you know, call, miss call, voicemail, email, mm-hmm. call, call, miss the call, go back to them before you actually can even talk to some of these people. Right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so in answer to your question, it was just learning on the job. So I guess what I'm interested in then is that because to me in early twenties when I think about myself in my early twenties like I wouldn't have been thinking that sort of logically or known about business in that way like you were saying like oh they've got investment you know perhaps they they need to up their their, their web presence and things like that I didn't know anything about that at that stage that time what what do you think it was in your background which sort of made you think that way and be able to analyse it and look at it and go, right, if they've got investment, they, they're going to need web. I mean, that, that seems like quite slightly more advanced business thinking yeah. to me than... I don't, I don't think necessarily think it was advanced. I think it was... Um, so, I'm, as I said, you know, I grew up in Oxfordshire. It's probably mm. one of the safest, most um, friendly... Uh, places to live in terms of the bigger picture right yeah um both my parents were were you know ultimately ministry of defense so um 
they had no idea about chasing invoices. They had no idea about picking up the telephone and right, yeah. gosh, people won't pay you. <laughs> you know, yeah. they, they, you know. So I lived. A, they lived a very sheltered life, and I lived a very sheltered life. And actually, looking back at it now, I wish my parents probably were a bit more. They would have been a bit more um, maybe entrepreneurial, because it gives you a good mindset. And it gives you a good insight mm-hmm. that actually the problems could happen. We you know when I first started it, I was horrified at some chap not wanting to pay my bill. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but actually, you know, you learn that actually, well, this, this does happen in life, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so it was that I wanted to um, build something. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have, I suppose, only a family around me, but in terms of the family, I mean your employees. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Being an only child, maybe it was a... Maybe it was a kind of like I wanted to build a family. I wanted to build a team right. that that actually was a self-sufficient unit within within an organisation. Okay, okay, interesting. All right. So, um, where do you go from from there? Then, so you're building this team up and everything. Um, where did you take things? How did it go? Um, I, I think <clears throat> I think the, the 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 business didn't quite work because we just didn't have around the table we didn't have the same vision about where we wanted this to go okay and possibly just naivety again Mm -hmm. a lot of it is not i'm using that word quite a lot today naivety um yeah we didn't have the we didn't have the joint approach so obviously it then led me to reevaluate where i didn't want to go and try different things so i tried um I i tried a launching a, a business that was in, in the um, pet sector and social media. Right. Um, it was never really a business because it never generated any revenue. Yeah. So again, it was a great idea. Yeah, yeah. But at the time, again, it had to generate revenue for interest to scale. And, you know, I think at the time, I think it was, we, everyone was chasing the whole advertising model. You build something that has you can then basically make money through advertising. You know, this, this was probably just when Facebook was kicking off mm-hmm. and it was, it was around like a, um, it was like a pet network. Right. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we, you know, we, we, myself and, and the other person involved, we looked at it and we, we kind of, again, we, you need so much money to expand and to grow this thing that yeah. it was probably always going to be, never really gonna gonna succeed yeah. um and i suppose i am quite inquisitive okay so then yeah. that led me that led me to then relook at it my design at that point i was even looking back then and that was kind of like a journey of say five or six years yeah so then i went and then i went off and um did a secondment at google right as okay. a as a creative okay um which was which was really really good. Yeah. Okay. What what kind of work were you doing there? So um, we worked in. Well, I'll say we. I worked in the the, for the YouTube uh, team, okay. and we were right. c- creating marketing solutions for big brands, um, and how they worked on the worked on the the royal wedding was a, it was a f- one of the first live stream events right. on YouTube. Okay. okay. So um, when William and Kate. Um, 
That must have been pretty uh, exciting to be involved yeah, with. Yeah, it, it was more around, obviously, from my point of view, it was more around the sort of the, the design and the the way the, 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 the creative, all, so obviously with the brand and the way it worked within brand, Buckingham, you know, the Buckingham Palace Royal Channel. What was more interesting or an interesting part of that is at that time we were looking at the way websites could be quite basically be made very simple and the masses could use them. Okay. So very, right. very sim simple templating systems. So okay. enabling um, businesses and individuals just to create a website themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and that was quite interesting because that was a game changer. Mm -hmm. Because it means now, you know, like that you see now, like the likes of Shopify, Squarespace, um, all these companies now, it's very easy for someone to just set up a website. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, whereas back then, before all that, it was uh, it, it was nowhere to start. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Now someone can literally get started. Yeah, a hobbyist. And yeah, it might not be the best in terms of functionality and whatever else and, and SEO and everything, but it's, it's amazing what you can do for very little money to get started now exactly and we, we you know that's demonstrated the last um what's it been the sort of the last nine ten months with the the, the global pandemic yeah yeah that yeah you've sure. got businesses starting up who who basically had a very very small business but actually they've gone online and they've just yeah. spoken through social media and and channels and you know getting their brand and their, their small business out there so it's yeah it's, yeah it's certainly nice again to look back and to see had that pandemic happened 12 years ago, 13, 15 years ago, how would we have coped? Yeah. You know, I've been yeah. working remotely, but I was yeah. still picking up the phone every day. There was no Slack. There was yeah. no, um, <laughs> there, you know, there was no sort of cloud solutions. Zoom. And Zoom, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, interesting, isn't it? I, I, I never thought about that, how we would have coped, you know, even 10 years ago um, without, without the tools and things that we've got now. That's such easy. I mean, you know, Zoom. I keep thinking, like, how many free calls they're hosting. Zoom just must be extraordinary. Well, and that's interesting. It brings me on to a point when you were talking about my time at Google. I believe YouTube, and this was, gosh, this was, gosh, over 10 years ago, but mm. even then, YouTube was spending a million dollars a day on video content. Well, so on, on, on sort of the hosting. hosting so they had to wow. make, that's why they had to sell the solution to companies, obviously, to keep shareholders happy. But if you imagine that was a million dollars a day then, <sighs> how much is it now? Yeah. Ten years on, <laughs> uh, what, what's the new, the, the latest, is it tick, something called TikTok? TikTok, yeah, yeah. Yeah, TikTok. And video now, as you well know, there's a massive appetite for video. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I forget what the stats are on how many hours of youtube uh, sorry how many hours of video are uploaded to youtube like every minute or something it's so it, it's it, just it, crazy it, isn't it must it? be colossal but yeah like you like you say with all these kind of i suppose yeah you could say free services but then maybe the it's a commodity right now maybe yeah. if we think 10 years ago video it was less commoditized same as web Really, yeah. it's a it's it's a natural service. But I suppose going back to my earlier career, the the kick was the creativity, mm -hmm. was the ad ad campaign, working with photographers like yourself. Um, video at that point probably wasn't as much used, unless we were working on a TV commercial. Mm -hmm. But it was working with copywriters, old art directors I used to work with. Um, that you know, I remember I had a fabulous guy I worked with. Um, 
he, and I always remember it, he had this, we were in a lovely old rectory building, um, and this chap, I, I, I'm not in contact with him anymore, but this chap used to, he would probably drive, he would drive from South Wales up to kind of um, Swindon every day. Yeah. Um, yeah um, and his, his freehand renders of, and I won't mention the brand, but it was an automotive brand. His freehand renders were unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but he was old school, and I picked up an awful lot from him. Right, yeah. Um, but, yeah, just going back again, that whole kind of... That was where I got the buzz, right? Working, okay. you know, I remember working in photographers' studios. Yours is actually warm, but a lot <laughs> of them are absolutely freezing. <laughs> yeah. um, big warehouses, uh, building sets, and then, obviously, myself at that point was, was, I was art directing these things. Creating a brand for organisations, that is the passion. It's the creativity, and actually... Looking back at the business side of it, I was always looking for a business that is creative. Now, I don't mean necessarily in the service that it offers, mm. but maybe the way it operates, the way it talks to its customers, the way it communicates that brand. Right, okay, because you, you can be creative without having a creative business. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah, yeah, and and, and, and people, people who know me would probably say that. Um, yeah. Even... You know, when, when I've, as I said, I've, you know, I've been on this journey where doing um, business development consultancy, I am still creative in my approach to doing that. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I, and I suppose it's like full circle, full circle right now. It's, 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 it's actually not just BD, it's obviously sales and marketing. Mm -hmm. So looking at how organisations can get competitive advantage, um, even if it's looking through key accounts or if it's looking through um customer analysis yeah and customer research so yeah yeah so okay. it's that creative approach and branding okay i think we'll come back to that in a bit actually it's okay. interesting um <laughs> so uh your time at google then I, I don't think it was that that long did you say like a year no, or something no it was like, gosh it was, it was it was less than that um yeah it was a uh, interesting time it's probably an interesting story to tell you off the podcast. Of, oh, really? Yeah. Teaser. I'll tell you, can I tell you about it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I was going to uh, ask yeah, quite so what, you know, what, what was interesting, done. I suppose I have to be a bit careful with libel suits because for this, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was just basically worked, worked within a team and um, worked, yeah, this, this, this account director kind of, this account director um, came over and sort of started quizzing my work and, kind of quizzing where we'd been on this journey with it and someone from outside coming in if that man I appreciate that's their that was his job to to you know to get involved um yeah sort of sort of gave his two pennies worth with it um and I kind of kind of went back to him asking him what what why why was he quizzing it what was it how, how was it? It wasn't even, and I suppose this is the bigger picture of probably why I stepped away from the, the creative industry a little, is that actually, and I know many designers I speak with right now, um, or, you know, who I know, it's, it's like, well, we're paid to design, right? Mm -hmm. You don't say to an architect, why did you put that window there? You just, you just take their word for it. You take their word that they are the professional. Okay. And, and, yeah. and I think... I, I, you know, I'm sure there's probably going to be a few people that are hearing this thinking, what is he talking about? But 
an architect, yes, of course, they've got letters after their name, and and, and it's a it's a your 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 it's a seven year training program. But even with with designers, you you hire a designer. So if if you want to get a logo done, when you went to get your logo done, I'm assuming a, a, a small creative agency, you let the professional mm. choose, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they you know they gave you a few options, and then you kind of yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You work through that process, and and I and I think at the time something kind of just going back again to that kind of moment in Google's. I think something just kind of I flicked in my head, and I just thought, hmm, this isn't this isn't where I want to be. Right. Okay. Um, maybe it was a maybe it was a bit of a personal journey. Why is that? What what, what made you feel like that? I think it. I think it was around um, probably losing my father. So right, I'd, okay. I'd kind of been on this journey of believing, okay, so I have to get some experience, then I have to go self-employed or freelance, and then I have to go and build a, build a, build a business. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just a series of events that were all stacked up. And in the end, I just thought to myself... You know why? Why, why is why, why am I doing what I'm doing? It was right, almost okay. like, and I believe that I believe there's a book about selling your soul, right? Um, okay. Within within creativity, yeah. And I just thought, uh, change the scenery. Yeah, um, yeah. And I tried a few other gigs along the way, you know, working with a, a couple, a few other organisations, and I just didn't feel it. I lost the love. Right. I'd lost okay, that okay. passion of sitting for twelve hours straight in front of a Mac, <laughs> rendering, you know logos type and annual reports whatever those type of projects yeah. um i just the switch had gone you know okay okay yeah yeah sometimes uh you know an event like that it just makes you question what you're doing doesn't it and where you're heading and and things like that so yeah it makes total sense really i think to uh, you know to trigger that so um you took a bit of a, a a bit of a back step then from the creative stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Went off and did a couple of other things along the way. Yeah. Totally different business. Yeah. Ironically, service based. Right. Um, but service based, where I didn't have to see the customers or interact with the customers as much. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, make of that what kind of make of that kind of what what you see. Um, and then, yeah, various things, you know, get in my hand. Actually, yeah. I'd never, I'd never been taught the skills growing up. You know, I know some, some, you know, some, some parents are quite hands-on with, you know, building houses or fixing a car or fixing a bike. Mm. I hadn't ever really been, and been taught that growing up as a teenager, whatever you want to make of it. So yeah, I went off and got really stuck in like you and um did some property renovations and, okay and, um, cool. um yeah and actually things that those things whatever you make of it i suppose doing stuff doing something physical tangible and that yeah. is one of the things i suppose i could mention probably even before this was moving from print yeah. and when i call it print i mean offline make again advertising commercials billboards whatever moving yeah. something offline to web mm. it's not touchy feely right okay yeah yeah um and as a designer you want touchy feely things 
Yeah. Okay. You know, love. Do yeah. you remember? Do you remember when we used to print brochures? And and I appreciate people are still printing brochures now, of course. And but the paper stocks. Judging what you cut, what the business card's going to go on, the stock of the brochure, the right, the, yeah. the the pos that you know, and and all those sort of touchy feely moments, I just didn't have. So mm. my my next journey was to create businesses that were had touchy feet or, or do things or be involved with things with touchy feely. Okay. So. Interesting. Um, um, I, I I worked with an interior desi- interior design, and again that was picking yeah. up the phone, and that was talking to people and meeting people, and 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 get bringing a product in, and then and then shipping it back out, you know, yeah. and that was touchy feely. Okay, okay, so you're just missing that element of what you'd been doing previously. Yeah, like the, the whole creative approach, but with uh, and then I suppose what I'm, what I'm really saying here is, and actually, what then that led me to do mm. was. I wanted to make digital products better. So I used okay. my skills. So, and again, I'm sure there's loads of people that are, that, that are hearing this or tuning into this. Um, as a graphic designer, I'll, you know, people don't just want a graphic designer now. They want a web designer. Then they want a web designer and a web developer. Then they want... I think the the latest job titles we're on now, we're on about UI, UX. Well, UI and UX are very, very different. Mm -hmm. So you've got user interface design and user experience design and all these, all of the creative embodiment has gone into basically a job title. Okay. So what I'm trying to say is I I then went into um, using basically my design skills to create user interfaces. Okay. So right, spending okay. time, so whether it's an app, whether it's a a piece of software, or whether it's a, a website, was to to, mm. to hone that touchy feeliness. Okay. And try and yeah, get that yeah. richness of touching that sofa or that wooden table, and getting that into my visuals. Okay. So that yeah, was where yeah, my I'm with you. that was kind of where I started going then, and and and, and doing doing product design mm-hmm. online. Digital, right. because obviously that's a that's a massive arena, and it's it, it's it's a you know it obviously it was a growth growth area. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I'd never really thought about that sort of going from physical product to digital and how that's it's, it's such a change, isn't it? Like just like physically thinking about it, like it's kind of from your hands to your head sort of thing, isn't it? And the concepts like changing from being there in front of you to being sort of in your head a bit on a computer and it's kind of in front of you but it's like you say you can't pick it up and well let's take when we first designed websites they were on a screen you couldn't touch Mm -hmm. you had to interact with it basically with a mouse yeah you know yeah then obviously um apple launched the iphone the ipad and then sort of now the interactions are actually, they're not even just touching anymore, they're, they're t- you talk to your phone. Yeah, yeah. You know, order, order me a pizza. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, obviously now there's artificial intelligence. So actually serving services by, by, by understanding your customers and your, your customers' perceptions. So, yeah. so, so product design was kind of like a natural, was like a natural progression. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. All right, so um, 
these days you're, you're more focused on business development and, and that side of things. Yeah. What took you from um, the sort of user in, interface design side into the, the business development? I think for any business to succeed, and you're kidding yourself if you think otherwise, you have to have work. Mm-hmm. Right, and whoever I speak with, whether it's a you know it's a, a guy working on his own, or uh, a company with twenty people who are mm-hmm. building to to just just to ultimately I suppose building a, a business to 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 sell or to to be acquired, um, you need to focus on the sales. Mm-hmm. And you need to focus on the development of the business. Now, business development is the actual business development is very different than what that term initially meant. Yeah. Okay. Um, and which was interesting. I was I was I was talking to a a, um, a chap a few months ago, and he was kind of talking to me about business development and actually what is what is that actually doing? Mm-hmm. Because I. I always thought it was just a softer way of saying your sales. Right. <laughs> but it's it's a lot more than that. It's, it is developing your business, whether it's actually marketing okay, is a form yeah. of business development. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's where I am right now. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I think when I first heard the term business development, I didn't quite understand what it meant. And, and probably thought, like you said, that it's kind of a, a softer term for sales. But yeah, I see what you mean now. So it's kind of developing all that side of it, like the sort of the customer facing side of things, yeah. marketing and sales yeah. and relationships, relationships and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, and developing even, the business and the, even right the products. So obviously, right. with my with my knowledge, and I'm not saying I'm a I'm a I'm not saying I'm, I'm I'm a product designer, but even even developing a product for sale, even developing the marketing systems, because everyone, the big challenge right now, especially among smaller businesses, is how do you maintain that consistent approach? Mm-hmm. Whether it's through your marketing, you know, you know more than anyone how much effort it takes to write a newsletter. Mm-hmm. I can probably say. The organisations, or the, the the I don't like to use the word startup, but because I just think it's used to death. But I would mm. say that the smaller end of the spectrum, it takes me a while to think about what am I going to say to this person? What am I going to say to this audience? How am I going to build an audience? Uh-huh. You know, I, I question this in my own head, yeah. and I do it for a living. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and actually, I'm taking notes from yourself how you're doing it like how long does it take you to write your a newsletter uh i allow two hours really um but sometimes a little bit more sometimes it, a bit less is that process distilling in your head though for two weeks before what am i going to say uh, what am it's I interesting <laughs> i was chatting about this the other day i think it used to a lot more because i've probably been doing i've been doing my newsletter consistently now for I, I don't know, getting on for two and a half years, I suppose. And to start with, it was like, yeah, it was a much bigger thing. I'd be thinking about it a lot. And these days, sometimes I'll sit down and I literally don't <laughs> don't know what I'm going to say until I start writing the first few words. And I'll start writing it and then it will start to fall into place and I'll, 
I'll kind of bring it round. But it's taken me all that time to get to that point. So it definitely wasn't like that to start with. And But you're right, it's always in the back of my mind. I've got a monthly newsletter. So I'm thinking about what, what's going to go into it. You're, you're absolutely right. And sometimes I'll jot down ideas through the month and, and things. And then sometimes I'll forget about those when I come to write it and then be like, ah, damn, I was do supposed you, to put that. Do you think it's confidence so for example i think i remember the first newsletter you wrote i think i probably replied in seconds i think you might have done yeah. <laughs> uh, saying you know this is this is awesome do you marketing is basically confidence right yeah okay like, that's interesting yeah like we've you know we've we've looked at the photographs that you produce the way you capture people's emotions mm -hmm. the way you uh light the shot mm -hmm. obviously from a, again from a creative background actually your photograph and, and the way you compose your images gives it that air of confidence and it right and i, and I think that's one thing with, it's interesting with photography and the one thing we haven't obviously touched on is that i've i've witnessed people's you know, and I will say back in the day, because I think it's probably taken a full circle, a bit like sort of print design now, but yeah. I've witnessed people running in the office saying they've just bought themselves a digital camera, they are now a photographer. Right, okay, yeah. And you kind of looking over your shoulder, thinking, okay, you obviously haven't seen the investment photographers make in lighting, in sets, and actually how difficult it is. To, to, to you know I've worked with a fair few photographers and how, how you know you've, you've they make it look easy but I know if mm. I picked up a camera even on you know with the, the iPhones and that we've got now there's yeah. still an element of that's a, it's a difficult and it's a very it's, it's a skill mm. I remember developing film mm. back in college back at college yeah you know that that, that was a <laughs> yeah a yeah yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's it's not just the camera. It's like uh, it's it's actually not the camera at all. You can, you know, you can take an old camera and a, a skilled photographer knows how to use the light and and everything like that. But um, yeah, I, I, I like I like that. Um, marketing is confidence that you said. That's interesting. Yeah, um, and it's again, I think I would. I'm not pushing any marketing. I, you know, I, I've worked with um, marketing agencies. I've, I've represented them um, f for, for, for business development purposes. Um, I have no agenda because actually I've made the decision um, a while back to, to broaden my horizons with it. So okay. I, I represent um, software companies mm -hmm. um, and also other companies and actually now it's not about the function of the business it's it's what the business is trying to do mm -hmm. that enables me to help them grow and, and, and bring in business and ultimately it's around their personality and understanding of of new business okay um and yeah so okay okay so as, as a business development consultant then what I mean, what what does that mean to people that you know have never come across someone that does that? What would you typically go in and and do advise on? Um, you know, what 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 are they getting? 
Well, there's all there, there's always a story that they've had a guy before you. Right. They've had a guy. They've got rid of him, or he's left, or um, it's quite a high turnover challenge. Okay. So it's you, you you have to look at the business and you have to understand where they are right now, where they want to get to. And it's almost like the most successful, um, I'm going to say sort of, I'm going to say it's a comments or, or contracts, whatever word yeah. you want to use, or actually the ones that work the best are the ones where you're, you create a good relationship with either the, the managing director or the team you're working in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Makes does, sense, I does that answer the question? Does that answer the question on my waffling? <laughs> no, no, you're not waffling, <laughs> but uh, that makes sense, I suppose, because then you coming in understand the business more if you understand the managing director and the team and you know them yeah, better I mean, and everything. I, I suppose I, I'm, I'm sort of thinking more like, you know, are you going in and, and sort of picking up the phones you mentioned uh, you know doing some analysis work for them and that sort of thing I'm just interested in yeah, so what a business development consultant does I suppose yeah so it's it's ultimately looking at their business right now looking at um, so looking at their existing customers mm-hmm. how are their existing customers are they in touch with their existing customers enough mm-hmm. are they uh, what's the marketing the existing customers are receiving from them? Mm-hmm. Um, when did they last speak to them? Because that that is an easy win, isn't it? Existing clients is is by far the easiest win because they're already mm-hmm. using your products or they're already trusting you. Yeah. Or they they have trusted you to to deliver. So that for me is the first thing. Then it's to do some analysis around growth areas. So okay. with those existing accounts. Yeah. Then looking at, looking at growth markets and look at looking at financial patterns from um your your sort of key accounts as it were so you can what i always say is it's, it's about taking um a blueprint mm-hmm. so if you're if you've got if you've got demonstrated success in that area mm. Why not just 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 blueprint? It's interesting the amount of people that I, I speak with who don't know who their competitors are. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. How much they charge? The the biggest rule I would well, I think I think for me or anyone who who is setting out to set up a business is competitor research, and I don't just mean have they got a website. I mm. mean look at what they offer. Look at how they offer. Look at the testimonials mm. look at what 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 they how they communicate mm. you know and you can even do it for example you can um be quite creative about competitive you know go and you know go go and actually buy the service off right. them before you set your business up what are oh, they yeah. doing? What What are they offering you? What are they not offering you that you right. feel you could do better? Okay, interesting. So it's quite analytical then, that starting point anyway. Yeah, yeah. You obviously, people just assume it's just picking up the phone. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, myself and my team 
Um, we can do that. Yeah. You know, and, and I've, I've got some, I've got some great people who, who get up in the morning and that's their job. That's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. They want to pick the phone up. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll pick the phone up. It, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But what you, you, it's all about what you're going to say on that call. Mm. It's mm-hmm. what you're going to um, convey as a, as an organisation. And if you don't know that, if you don't know from within your brand or your organisation, or even if you're a self-employed, how are you gonna, how are you gonna form a relationship and ongoing? You know, and, and, and actually, are you aligned to those guys and are they aligned to you? Right, OK, yeah, because there's no point in just picking up the phone to anyone. Exactly. You've got to do that research and do that analysis first to make sure you're picking up the phone to the right person and saying the right things absolutely, that, that chime absolutely. with them. And there's, there's a lot of research that goes in um, in terms of finding that right person as well. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, like, how many times have I phone someone up and they say, and I'm sure all you know, the people listening to this can all respond to this as well. How many times have I been told, um, I'll send us an email? Right, yeah. You know, so for example, within a creative agency, the, the creative agency lives or dies on its work, on its portfolio of work, right? Yeah. Well, that's a big uh, no-no. Yeah. But if I'm, if, you know, if they're insistent, they're going to send that portfolio work over. You say, you send over. What happens to it? It goes. It gets filed under just another creative agency that has um, that we could possibly use at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a there's there's a lot of research that goes in, um, whether it's mm. through um, competitors, existing accounts, or actually you know target markets. Mm. Um, mm. Interesting. Yeah, I had that very experience uh, just yesterday. Did you? Someone introduced me to, uh, or said I should reach out to someone in a certain company, which is a large, uh, a very large sort of global company. And uh, yeah, I reached out and you know said what I'm doing, and she came back saying, um, "Yeah, send us your your website and everything, some examples of your work, and we'll we'll sort of keep you on record." Did you Did you actually hit them in that? So you had the. Did you have an email from someone else who'd introduced you, or was it literally? No, so it was a connect. So I connected on LinkedIn and said, "So and so said that you know we should connect because I'm specialising in this field and and everything." Um, so it was kind of cold, warmish, I suppose, and that we got a mutual contact. Who'd... And it's interesting. Have you noticed I haven't used LinkedIn at all? I haven't spoke about LinkedIn, and yeah, yeah. Um, I find LinkedIn is in your. You seem to you seem to be very good at it, very proactive, as I would say on LinkedIn. I don't really use it that much. Right. Okay. Um, I've found a couple of opportunities for my clients on the wider picture, and I think one a good example was that one was I'll say a, a website project um, for argument's sake, and that's that's what it was. Mm. Um, they had they had to turn the advert off or the, the post off on LinkedIn right. because they had 195 people reach out to them. Right. <laughs> of which I was the first person to actually pick the phone up and call them. Right. Um, and obviously of which we presented or I, or I represented the organisation for yeah. the, 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 the pitch and the quotation. Mm. Um, 
but I think there was only, I think out of 195 people, I only think about three people actually picked the phone up. Right, okay, okay. So what you're saying is you got to pick the phone up. <laughs> you got to, like, you can't, it's no good just, like you are saying earlier, just sending one email, sending one message. You've got to then... Yeah, I, yeah, like, obviously, again, I, I do I do see what people, I do see what people put on LinkedIn and, as you know, um, it's, it's, it's a, I would say it's more for gaining that network. Mm-hmm. Um, but for what I do, it's a, it's a, it's a business directory of potential people at certain positions within organizations right, where okay. I can say, okay, that's, that's X. He works or she works there in that position. I can now start creating the, the sort of the insight to be able to put down and say actually okay that's that's the right person to speak with okay interesting that is very interesting how you view it differently to <laughs> to someone that's not doing your role uh yeah okay interesting i'm gonna try and start thinking a bit more like that <laughs> well I, I think for yourself i think it works well it's clear it works for you um but maybe maybe i haven't maybe I haven't taken time out to look at it in that kind of way. I'm looking at it from a purely commercial um, aspect in terms of, I suppose, results, because that's what I'm, that's what my clients want. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, you, you know, you're, you're building long-term relationships that will facilitate a need. Yeah. In, 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 you know, oh, mm. don't mind me saying, but um, we're looking to do some corporate headshots for our annual report. Yeah. You know, quite quickly they can, you know, people can search and mm. find how that, that works. Yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. Well, I think that's a, a good, interesting point. We've been recording for 54 minutes now, would you believe? Really? <laughs> yeah. It's flown by, hasn't it? So we're going to edit it all now, and you're going to be left with five minutes. No, no, no. I don't edit too much. I like to. I like to keep it natural, and uh, you know, people can really hear. I think people can hear the personality more if they hear the the pauses and the pauses for thought and all that stuff. You know, I don't. I don't like them when they're too too overproduced. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah it'll all be in there <laughs> excellent thanks but, um, very much no so yeah just once again people find you at ideabase.co.uk and on LinkedIn <laughs> yeah but yeah. ideally they'll pick up the phone to you with and, a new uh, headshot yeah with a new headshot which we've just done which is uh, excellent yeah looking good cool well no once again thanks very much for thanks coming for in it's been, uh, been very interesting and yeah uh, I think there's probably more we can talk about at a later date, so maybe another time. Thanks very much, Dan. Cheers, take care. Cheers, bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. You can find links to all the episodes and show notes over at danbarkerstudios.com forward slash podcast. If you've enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps other people find the show and connect more people in the region. Thank you very much for your time listening. I hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you next time.